This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Well, hey, everyone, this is Eric Nordoff, and you're listening to The Courage Cast. I'm so glad to be with you as always. We're continuing today with our discussion of the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And this is principle 10 in part three of the book. And the principle is this, appeal to the nobler motives. People usually have two reasons for doing things. One, that sounds good. And then the real one. (laughs) I can relate to this. Two reasons. One that sounds really good. And then what's the real reason? It's like peeling back the onion. Usually the one that sounds good is the one that's trying to win the approval of others. At least that is for me, the one. Sometimes it's a rationalization. Or it might be a number of different reasons, just whatever. It might be something I want, but it might not be good for me, but it's something I want anyway. Um, And I'll rationalize the reason for that. But anyway, a person is going to recognize on his own the real reason he does something. We don't need to point it out. It's a good lesson to learn. We don't have to be the ones to call out the real reason. A person really does know. Uh, the majority of people will come to the conclusion on their own. Um, But all of us being idealists at heart like to think of motives that sound good. In order to change people, we've got to appeal to the nobler motives in other people. In order to have an influence, in order to change, in order to, to, to redirect people, we've got to appeal to nobler motives. Are you going to move towards something if somebody's constantly making you feel bad about it? No. Think about it in your family. I, I mean, I'm thinking about it in, the, in, the, in my relationships with my boys. When I have an effect on them is when I appeal to their nobler motives, when I, when I positively reinforce things in their life, rather than just pointing and pecking and poking at all the things that they do wrong, they're going to be annoyed with me and they're going to roll their eyes and say, forget it, dad. I don't want I don't want to do what you tell me to do. I'm going to do the opposite. So for example, here's another example. A landlord, Dale Carnegie gives this. A landlord who had a tenant that decided he was going to break his lease 4 months early. Well, the landlord could have handled the situation by pointing to their contract and listing all the consequences that would follow. But he instead had a talk with the tenant and said this. Mr. Doe, I've listened to your story. And I still don't believe you intend to move. I sized you up when I first met you as being a man of your word. Why don't you take a few days to think it over? And if you still intend to move, I will accept your decision as final. You know what the result was in this story? The tenant concluded that the only honorable thing to do was to live up to his lease. By appealing to the tenant's nobler motives, the landlord was able to persuade him successfully. Most people, and I believe this is true. I mean, I dealt with, we dealt with thousands of people when I was running the conventions. I deal with hundreds of people on my doTERRA team every day. Not every day, but 
we have hundreds of people and I deal with a lot of them every day. <laughs> um, and most people are honest and they want to fulfill their obligations. They want to do the right thing. There's very few. And as a matter of fact, I even said to somebody the other day that really when you're putting on big events, there's only like one to 5% of the people that are just going to be jerks. I didn't quite use those words. I kind of use something a little harsher, but they're just going to be that way. And you just can't do anything about it. You're just going to have to accept them for the way they are. But most people are honest and they want to fulfill their obligations. So in most cases, people are going to react favorably if we make them feel that we consider them honest, upright, and fair. In other words, we honor them. We honor them. I've been talking a lot about honor. Andrew Mitchell and I, if you haven't listened to that podcast three episodes ago, we talked about honor, cultivating a culture of honor, engendering honor in your mouth, in your conversation with yourself and with other people and about other people. It's amazing what happens. So how do you practice this principle? Well, when you're trying to convince someone to do something, I'm constantly thinking of my kids and my boys in particular. Start by thinking of a few positive traits that that person tries hard to embody, or conversely, would be ashamed to be told he does not have. For example, most people aim to be responsible, fair, wise, and diligent. Work these ideas in when you mention to your son, oh, great, see, that you know he's extremely responsible about his chores. So you were surprised to see that he didn't make his bed this morning. And when you tell your boss that you respect his fairness when it comes to deciding who deserves a promotion, (laughs) that's good. Butter him up, butter him up a little bit. No, but seriously, I think it's important. Appeal to their nobler values, their nobler motives. That's really, really important. I love that. When you mention to your son that you know he's extremely responsible about his chores, so you were surprised to see that he didn't make his bed this morning. Now, I've been kind of hard on my son over the years for not cleaning up his room. And how many times have I, I, I might have even, you know, really just pointed out so much that he just says, well, that's who I am. I'm just a mess. I'm just making messes all the time. And that's just, that just hurts me. It wounds me to think that, that he might be thinking that way. So I'm determined today, starting today, to appeal to the nobler motives in my kids, to the nobler motives in the people I surround myself with. Hey, and if you catch me not appealing to nobler motives, point it out to me. I'm man enough to hear it. I want to hear it. All right, friends. Well, I'm curious what you think about this topic and how it affected you today. Share about it in the Courageous Community. We have a private Facebook group where we talk about, I guess, deeper things. And I pray that you would uh, be responsible there and continue to have great conversation there and take everyone's privacy seriously. Uh, But we also have a public page. And if you like this episode or any of our episodes, you can post and find them. You can find them and then you can share them from the Faithful Wellness, not the Faithful Wellness, the Courage, the Courageous Community. (laughs) Faithful Wellness is our doTERRA business. Anyway, uh, from the Courageous Community. 
page on Facebook. And you can find that on facebook.com slash the courageous community. And you'll find all of our episodes there and you can forward them and share them that way. That's a great way to do it. That's a public page. Well, friends, that's it for me. I'm Eric Nordoff, and I'll be back again on another episode of Courage Cast. Oh,